Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Yes, we're here again for another episode. Please rate and review this. That would be so wonderful on all the various platforms you can think of. Email me, dictionarypod at gmail.com. Social media is at dictionarypod, also at speedjampar. And uh, Google Voice number if you want to leave a message. And Patreon is in there if you want to join that little bit of money every month. It's like $1 for early episodes. I think that's worth it if you really, really like this show. It's totally worth it. Oh, we, we got to mention the merchandise. You can go to TeePublic. The link is in the show notes. And uh, you can buy things with the logo on it. I think I added another thing. And I want to add more things when I have time to make those things. Those images. Those logos. Those things. It's only, only the real fans who will buy merchandise, I think. All right, we're going to talk about the words. The first one. There, there's a handful of words in here that I am just not familiar with. Like this first one. It is daidzine or daidzine. D-A-I-D-Z-E-I-N. I guess it's daidzine or daidzine. Yeah, that's what it says. It is a noun from 1945. It is an isoflavone, C15H10O4, found chiefly in legumes and especially soybeans. Well, that's why I haven't heard of it, because it's uh, it's an isoflavone, and I don't know my isoflavones. Okay, it is an alternative of daidzine substance from which daidzine is derived. Uh, oh, it is from uh, the Japanese. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it daizu or daizu? And that means soybean. So that's where the name comes from, it looks like. Uh, okay, ooh, we have to do a sound effect. Uh, let's see, let's just quickly, ooh, maybe we'll do, do like a... The next word is daikon. Daikon. I think some people might say daikon or daikon, uh, but it is officially pronounced daikon, D-A-I-K-O-N, noun from 1876. A large, long Hard white radish used especially in Asian cuisine. And then also a plant whose root is a daikon. Daikon? Daikon? Uh, the name of this plant whose root is a daikon, the one uh, mentioned at the end, is Raphanus sativus longipinatus. Or longipinatus, since I was saying them that way. I think I got all that close enough. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, maybe we'll post a picture. I've heard of this. I'm sure I've seen it. Large, long, hard, white radish. And, yeah, again, we this is a, it's a Japanese. Dai means big. D-A-I is big. And then kan, or just kun, is root. So it's big root. That's a very clever name. Big root. <laughs> all right. All right, it's not the transformer sound. It's it's not. It's, I'm trying to do something and I don't think it's working. The next word is dailiness. Dailiness. D a i l i n e s s. Noun from 1596. 
daily or routine quality. Yeah, like the thing that you do every day. Every day, the dailiness, the daily or routine quality. The quality of the daily thing or the routine. A synonym is ordinariness. Ordinariness, as in the dailiness of family life. The ordinariness of family life. Every day, it's largely the same thing. I think about this, I make jokes. When we go to bed sometimes, I'm like, all right, should we just do this again tomorrow? Just do we, we have to repeat all of this again tomorrow? I guess so. The eating, the sleeping, the pooping, the peeing, all of it. The work. Next is the word daily. Like the Daily Planet, the Daily Magazine, the Daily Show. This is the first form Adjective from the 15th century. 1A. Occurring, made, or acted upon every day. As in, daily needs. We got all those. We got the daily needs. 1B. Issued every day or every weekday. As in, a daily newspaper. It is a little bit weird. You could say something's daily, but it's not Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sometimes even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. This show is actually daily. It's a daily podcast every single day, except when I have a month break. <laughs> there is an episode, Sunday through Saturday. 1C, of or providing for every day. Of or providing for every day, as in a daily schedule. I like to have a schedule. The weekends, I usually don't have much of a schedule. It's just kind of whatever we do. We often do get planned things on the weekend, but uh, but I do I do like a routine. I do like it. Um, I, I, I would like to change. I have a I would like it to be to be different, but I, it's, it feels good to have a routine, a daily routine. 2A. Reckoned by the day. So that's reckoned like, like, hmm, reckoned, R-E-C-K-O-N-E-D. Reckoned by the day, as in average daily wage. Your wage has been reckoned by the day. 2B, covering the period of or based on a day, as in daily statistics. What, what would be daily statistics? The stock market changes every day. Maybe baseball players, their statistics change by the day. Mm, there's no etymology. Uh, I guess it would be too weird to spell it D-A-Y-L-Y. Although, now I'm really curious. Is that in here? Let's see. D-A-Y-L... Nope. Not here. Next is the second form of daily adverb from the 15th century. Number one, every day. Number two, every weekday. That's where this podcast, that, that, that's the context that we're looking for. Every day, it's a daily show, daily podcast. Next is the third form of daily 
noun from 1832. Number one, a newspaper published every weekday. Do you get the daily newspaper? I don't get any newspapers. Not anymore. Number two is British. A servant who works on a daily basis. Huh. So they call them a daily. The daily. Does this still get used, my British listeners? A servant who works on a daily basis. You call them the daily. I guess that makes sense, but... Hmm. How many people still have servants? Number three is plural, so it would be dailies. And it is the number six definition for the word rush. And again, that would be plural as well, so rushes. And what this is, I I know this, I can tell you before we even get to the R's, it it is um, when they're making a movie and they shoot a bunch of footage for the day. Maybe later that day or the next day, or if it was back in the days of film, maybe a couple of days later, usually probably the next day, they would wash, they would watch, they're not washing anything, they would watch the dailies or the rushes. Different words, same things. It's just the footage that they shot, so they can start to get an idea of which takes they like and stuff like that. Directors on set, they got a very busy job. They got to shoot all day, and then they got to, they got to watch the footage from the previous day, and then they got to do all their other normal daily things. Hopefully they got people to help them with like laundry and stuff. I'm doing laundry right now. I'm just waiting for it to dry. Next is the Daily Double. Two words, noun from 1932. It is a system of betting, as on horse races, in which the better must pick the winners of two stipulated races in order to win. I always think of Jeopardy when I hear the Daily Double, but I guess this comes from the world of betting, like horse races. So that means, so what is it? The better must pick the winners of two two races. So if you, if you pick the winner of two different races, you get the Daily Double, and I have to imagine that the chances of that are much lower than picking the winner of one race, so you probably get a whole lot more money on that. So why did why did Jeopardy steal this term? I wonder. Maybe there's something else. I don't know. Next is the Daily Dozen. It's not the Daily Dozen. It's just Daily Dozen, two words, noun from 1919. Number one, a series of physical exercises to be performed daily. And the synonym is workout. Two, a set of routine duties or tasks. Okay, I think this must be literally a list of 12 physical exercises, if we're looking at number one, and it's you say these are the 12 exercises that you should do every day. All right, I might have to do some research and put it in the show notes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at just doing some physical exercise every other day, maybe every day. I got to do my stretching, that's for sure. That's on the list. I got a handful of stretches that I do. And then if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm doing some working out, I got an, it's another few things that I'm doing as well. So, you know, it's probably about a dozen all told, maybe 10, maybe not quite a dozen, but yeah, it's good. We all need this. 
We all got to be doing something, some sort of physical exercise every day. And I think it's going to, if you do it, I think it'll just help. It'll be good for you. That's what I think. Next is Daimon. Is it Daimon? Daimon? D-A-I-M-O-N. Daimon. Noun from uh, 1769. Just looking at the plurals. Daimonese or Daimons. Hmm. Number one is the number two definition for the word demon. Number two is the number three definition for the word demon. When are we going to get to demon? Uh, I will give you a date. I will give you a date. I can't give you... Ooh, what I was thinking about doing was actually um, making a note of which episode number each of these are because if I wanted to, I could say, oh, this is episode D4. That's what that's what this one is today. Um, so maybe I'll make those little notes in my post-its. Uh, but let's see. Demon, because if I had written that, that little note on these post-its now, I could tell you it's D number blah, 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 but I don't know. But I can tell you that it is uh, airing on, um, what is this? October 16th. October 16th is when the Demon episode will be. Whatever number that is, not sure yet. Back to Daimon. Uh, di- daimonic. Daimonic? Daimonic. That is an adjective. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just demon. Um, there is not really any etymology. It's just a, it's just a Greek word. That's all it is. It's, so it's the Greek word for demon. That must be where we got the word from. I, I have to imagine. Next is daimyo. Daimyo or daimyo. D-A-I-M-Y-O. You can replace the Y with an I. D-A-I-M-I-O. Noun from 1727. A Japanese feudal baron. A feudal baron. What even is that? Do they lead people in war? I don't know. It's uh, it's just a Japanese word. Daimyo. This feudal baron. Whatever that is. <laughs> Next is dainty. First form. Noun from the 14th century. I actually just used this word in a, in a post about my cat. She was she was sprawled out on the floor with her feet on the threshold of a door and it I took a photo from above and it looked like she was standing like walking and I I think that was the picture and I said that she looks dainty. Okay, what is it? It is 1A something delicious to the taste. Delicious. 1B something choice or pleasing. Number two is obsolete. This synonym is fastidiousness. Fastidiousness. The etymology. It is from Middle English. Daint. D-E-I-N-T-E. And that means high esteem or delight. Let's see. From Latin dignitas, 
which means dignity or worth. Next is the second form of dainty, adjective from the 14th century. One, one A, tasting good. The synonym is tasty. I don't think I have ever called food dainty. I guess you, if it's tasty, you can call it dainty, but I don't think of dainty that way. We haven't gotten to the one that I think of yet. 1B, attractively prepared and served. 2, marked by delicate or diminutive beauty, form, or grace, as in dainty teacups. This is kind of the one that I'm thinking of. Uh, dainty teacups? Are these just very tiny teacups? Like you would use, like a, like a three-year-old would use for a tea set? Having some tea, a tea party, make some tea. It's tea time. Let's have some dainty teacups. Maybe we can find a picture of dainty teacups and put it on social media. Number three is obsolete. The synonyms are chari or cherry. I think... I think I had that with uh, Paul. I think Paul was on that episode, and I don't remember if it was Chari or Cherry. Either way, C-H-A-R-Y. And then the other synonym is reluctant. For A, marked by fastidious discrimination or finicky taste. Fastidious discrimination. You're, being, you're, you're very, uh, yes, finicky. That's a good word. You're very finicky on what you like. You discriminate against what you like and what you don't like. 4B, showing avoidance of anything rough. Yeah, dainty and rough, those feel like opposites to me. A synonym for all of it is the word choice. Daintily is an adverb and daintiness is a noun. Yeah, uh, we, we talked about the etymology in the last one. Nothing has changed here. Next. It is the word daiquiri. I guess some people also say daiquiri. Nah, I've never heard of that. Daiquiri. D-A-I-Q-U-I-R-I. Lots of eyes. Noun from 1920. A cocktail... Made usually of rum, lime juice, and sugar. These are great. Uh, it is from, had no idea, Daiquiri, Cuba. Cuba has a city or a town called Daiquiri. So they must have invented it there. When I was younger, um, I think I must have been at dinner with some adults. And I didn't know what to get to drink. And they're like, well, you could get a virgin daiquiri, a specifically a frozen strawberry virgin daiquiri. And I said, sure. And they brought out this red frozen slushy thing in a fancy glass. And it was very tasty. So there was a time when I was younger that I was getting some virgin frozen strawberry daiquiris. <laughs> they were like, what is with this kid? Why is this, like, 10-year-old kid getting, like, a very fancy drink? All right. I could go for one right now. The next word. Ooh, this is a big one. 
It is the word dairy, D-A-I-R-Y, noun from uh, the 14th century. Uh, okay, number one, a room, building, or establishment where milk is kept and butter or cheese is made. I, I didn't hear of this version of it until I was older, that the, a farm is called a dairy. A building up the place is called a dairy. I thought that was kind of weird because I wasn't used to it, but it's fine. I'll let it go. Number two, A, the department of farming or of a farm that is concerned with the production of milk, butter, and cheese. Two, B, a farm devoted to such production. And number three, an establishment for the sale or distribution, chiefly, of milk and milk products. And it doesn't say... I'm going to check. I'm going to check tomorrow. Let's see. Is there anything... No. I kind of figured there would be one that was just a lot more generic of just... The stuff made from, I don't know, dairy... How do you... I don't know. I don't know how to describe that. Let's look at the etymology. It is from Middle English. Dairy. I don't know how to pronounce it, but I can spell it. D-E-Y-E-R-I-E. And that is from day. D-E-Y-E. However you want to say that word. And that means dairy made. That's going to be in tomorrow's episode, I think. It is also from Old English. Dig. How do you say this word? D-A-E-G-E. And there's a horizontal line over the A-E. And that means, hmm, kneader of bread. So you knead the bread. That's with a K. You're mixing it all up with your hands. So the kneader of bread is the dag. Uh, That is akin to the Old English dag or dag, just D-A-G. And that means dough. And there's more at the word dough. Dough. What? What? Why? How is dough related to this? Do you? I guess sometimes you put dairy in dough, like bread dough, but not always. Um. Okay. I I do have things to say about dairy. If you have listened to this show a fair amount, then you know that I am vegan and I do not consume the dairy from any animal. Uh, okay, so what, what, we can keep this fairly simple, probably, but I do have things to say, and I apologize if it frustrates you, but I do think it's information that people need to know, and I've talked about this before, but hey, we're talking about the word dairy, so we gotta talk about it. All right, let's start with the beginning. Babies are born, specifically mammals, I think there might be some other ones, and they drink the milk from their mother, typically. Uh... Humans don't always do that, but in general, it's the facts. Uh, Dairy is specifically designed to... I may have this... I have this close enough. It's basically designed to make that baby grow big and fat as quick as possible. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the body. It creates inflammation, maybe, and other things to make your body grow 
as big as possible because in the wild, the wild animals, uh, they 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 need the baby to survive, to to grow up as big and quick as possible, so it's not going to get eaten up by some other animal. And the parents, they don't have nannies necessarily. They don't have anyway. You get where I'm going with that. So that's what dairy is literally designed to do. All of those other animals, after those babies hit a certain age, they stop. They do not drink dairy anymore. Maybe there are some exceptions. I'm not aware of any, but they're done. Humans, on the other hand, they say, no, no, no. After that age, we're going we're gonna to replace the human dairy with dairy from another animal because that makes a whole lot of sense, and I'm saying that sarcastically. It doesn't. It makes no logical sense. We're all just so used to it at this point. Uh, so yes, we are drinking dairy from other animals that are designed to make those animals big and fat, basically. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I, I unfortunately have said to people, does it contain dairy? And I don't think that they fully understand what that means. So what are examples of some things that are made from dairy? Uh, you know, basically cow milk or maybe even goat milk or lamb milk. Typically, it's from a cow. Uh, so there's just milk, of course, and there's yogurt and butter and ice cream and cheese. And the list goes on and on. But those are kind of the big ones. So any of those things, those are all, they all come from dairy. Um, our last word, I'm not going to say it just yet, or I'm not going to read it just yet, but it is dairy cattle. Uh, there are some people who believe that uh, they have genetically modified cattle to produce dairy all the time. And that is 100% not true. Uh, they have genetically modified them. Basically, they have bred them over the years to become bigger and fatter and make more dairy than they did 100 years ago or more. Uh, but no, they do not produce dairy all the time. They do, in fact, just like us, have to be pregnant to produce dairy. So what does that mean? They artificially inseminate them or they get them pregnant somehow with a bull or just the bull semen they make them pregnant they produce a calf maybe two if it is a boy calf it often often becomes veal uh obviously you know the smaller family owned uh dairy farms don't always do these things but more often than not i believe this is what happens the boy cows, they become veal. Maybe they will let them grow up to be a bull. Not all the time. The girl cows become dairy cattle again, and the whole process starts over again. So they make, basically make these cattle pregnant over and over again, and they take their milk. They separate them from their babies, and that does not make them happy. I said this was probably going to be short. It's not. I'm sorry. There's a lot to say. Um... Okay, do we have other things to say? Yes. Hey, you know what? A lot of people don't like this, including myself. So we have decided to support companies that make plant-based version of all of these dairy products. Makes a lot of people mad, especially the dairy industry, because they are losing money. Uh, but they also know that it's healthier for humans, it's better for the environment, and it's better for the animals because a lot of times especially with factory farming, these animals are not treated well. They just 
aren't. It is a fact. Everybody knows this. A lot of people want to ignore it. That's that. So there are so many plant-based versions of all of these things that we all love. Everybody says, oh, I could never be vegan. I couldn't give up cheese. Well, you know what? There's really great vegan cheeses. There's some really not great ones, but there's some really great ones too. And if any of them want to sponsor this show, I would be glad to take your money. Uh, yes, I am a big fan of some of them. I have not tried all of them, but there's some really good stuff out there. Um, yeah, just you got to experiment. They're not always cheap, and that sucks. Hopefully the prices go down, but they're out there, and they're good. Same with milks. We There's a million kinds of milks from all different kinds of planty things, and they're all good or great or fine, and they got flavors, and you will not lose any part of your satisfaction with food if you uh, cut out your dairy. Um, from a health standpoint, I think it actually makes more sense to cut out dairy before meat because this stuff is not, it's not good for our bodies. It just isn't. All right. I am very sorry. I'm sure some of you skipped a whole bunch. That's fine. I get it. You know, just not ready to hear it or you don't want to make the change, and that's fine. I just think that, you know, cut down maybe. Cut down. Cut half. Cut half your dairy out. Do something. You don't have to go cold turkey. Anyway. Um, oh, I was going to say, you're not going to lose any satisfaction in your life, uh, but what you might lose are some pounds. You, some, some little extra stuff that you don't like. You know? You might lose some of that. And that's not a bad thing for most people. I lost... Jeez, I lost like 40 pounds when I cut out the dairy and the stuff. Okay, we are done with that one, and we're just going to do one last word. It is dairy cattle. Two words, noun from 1895, and it is cattle kept for milk production. Okay, I still, I'm still <laughs> curious and and I, I still don't know where this word came from. I mean, it says dairy made and dough and bread, but it's such a, we just, it's the whole dairy industry, all the stuff with milk. The, it's from milk. Why don't we call it the milk industry? I don't know, because it's, it's dairy. I don't know, it's kind of a weird word. Hey, let's read the words. We had daydzein, daikon, De dailiness, daily, 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 double, daily, dozen, daimon, uh, daimyo, dainty, dainty, daiquiri, dairy, and dairy cattle. Well, I was so tempted to pick daiquiri as the word of the episode, but I think I just have to pick dairy, just because clearly I had just a whole lot of opinions about that. I mean, listen, it's, it's my opinion to... To not ingest it, but what I said was facts. Those weren't opinions. Those were facts. You can look them up. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's pick dairy as the word of the episode. Dairy, 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 don't eat the dairy. Don't put the dairy in your body. That's my opinion. You got to make decisions for yourself and your life and how you do things. That's a weird song. Okay, that is going to be it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. I hope, I hope, 
uh, I hope I hope you're good. This has been Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.